0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. All right, let's go. You ready? Let's go. One verse of scripture. Everybody, read this verse out loud, verse 18 of Psalms 119. Open, come on, everybody, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Everybody reach up and touch your eyes and say, Lord, open my eyes, that I might see wondrous things. There are things that I cannot see until you open my eyes. I may be looking in the natural. You can look at me. <laughs> I may be looking in the natural. He's sitting there just like this. Amen. <laughs> but and I appreciate your, your willingness. But, but, but there are things that I can't see until the Spirit of God opens my eyes to them. That's the truth. I want to begin by telling you a true story. Mr. Russell Cornwell wrote a book in 1843 that sold 7 million copies. He gave a speech from this book 6,000 times and he raised $7 million and founded Temple University in Pennsylvania. It all came from one story that I'm going to give you right here. He was traveling in the Middle East and he had a guide. And the guide that he was traveling with began to tell him this story. He said there was a man who lived in South Africa by the name of Ali Hafer. He was a poor farmer. He had an oxen, a plow, and he plowed the fields that he owned, some acreage, day in and day out for very, very meager beginnings, or meager take-in. He barely got enough to live. Under this way that he was living, just scratching by, meager living, just barely getting by, just barely enough food to feed his family, he became weary. And the story goes that there was a stranger who came through, and during that time, there were, there were uh, diamond mines being discovered in India that were remarkable. And he said, it's too bad that you can't go to India and get rich quick, and he began to talk so much about what he had seen with his own eyes in the nation of India to this poor farmer, that... In the Indian diamond mines, they were becoming rich, fabulously rich, overnight. That he said that this man decided, again, his name, Ali Hafer, to sell everything that he had. He sold the farm, he sold everything that he had for a few dollars, not much at all back then, you can imagine. He hugged his wife goodbye his kids he said i'll be back you live in this place that i provided a little shack i'll be back and we'll be wealthy and live happily ever after and he left as a soldier a fortune when he got to india the man who thought that he would find so much reaches that destination And like so many, where they think the grass is greener on the other side, when they get there, it's just an illusion. He ended up in tremendous poverty, desperate, suicidal. He wrote these words and he said that it was all a lie, it was all a deception. He had lost everything and to make a long story short, he jumped into a river that was raging and committed suicide. True story now. There was a man who bought his farm for just a few hundred dollars. He hooked up the same ox, the same plow, the same field, lived in the same old farmhouse, ate the same meager supply of food. And one day as he was plowing the field, he noticed a black rock. And he saw the sun sparkle Sunshine, as it hit it, the rock was sparkling with colors of the rainbow. He placed this large rock that he found in one of the fields that he was plowing on the meager mantle of his little cabin in front of the fireplace, the wooden little two by four basically, and he set that rock on it. And one day there was a priest who came by. And he was just coming to welcome the man and his family to the community. And when he looked up and he saw that black rock sparkling with rainbow colors, he stopped the conversation. The priest did. And he said, Where did that come from? And he said, I found it in the field. And he said, There's many of these. As a matter of fact, I can't hardly plow my field because there's so many of these cursed rocks. They're pretty but they really are getting on my nerves. I just make stacks and stacks of them all day. He said, show me. He did. The first rock brought, again, this was in the 1800's, $25,000. It was the birth of the world's largest diamond field, the famous Rotunda diamond mines that still today produce more diamonds. Almost than anywhere in the world. He never realized the man who left it to go find treasure out there somewhere. He never realized that he actually had been living on acres of diamonds. You may not realize it today, but you're living on acres of diamonds. You'll find the story repeated. Over and over again, some people don't realize the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ that we hold in our hand today. We're always looking for peace out there. If I could have that house, if I could get that car, if I could achieve that success, if I could reach that goal, if I could get that man, if I could have that woman, if I had this or had that. And we fail to understand that we're living in acres of diamonds, spiritually speaking. Emotionally speaking, that you have so much to be thankful for, that you have so much to be appreciative of, that you have so much to worship and praise God for. And if you're not careful, you're always looking for it somewhere else and failing to recognize that you have acres of diamonds right where you are. The man who ended up in the river, sold his farm for $833. I'm saying to you today that I wonder if the prodigal son, when he walked off of that home place, and he took his father's inheritance, that something in his heart said, it's all out there, it's not here. It's not in the father's house, it's out there. The grass is greener out there. They're having more fun out there. There's more joy out there. There's a happier life out there. And yet, that's the lie of the enemy. He was living in acres of diamonds and didn't know it. He was living in the father's house where the father said, I'll, I'll never let you go without. I'll always take care of you. I'll always bless my children. He goes out and he's looking for grass that's greener on the other side and and he talks to his friends and he told I'm sure they told them how great it was out there and there's some of you in the church now but the enemy's saying if you just go out there and start getting involved in that and trying this and trying that but the truth is and I want to preach with passion today that we're living in acres of diamonds If you know Jesus is your Lord and you have peace at night when you lay your head down. That if I die, I'm going to heaven and I'm going to live eternally with Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you're blessed exceedingly beyond measure. And you need to be grateful today. Take a moment and praise the Lord. That prodigal son got out there and he used up all of his resources looking for something that didn't exist. That couldn't be found. And he's finally eating the slop that the swines did eat. The scripture said. And he said in his self, in his mind. I think I'll go back to my father's house. I think I'll go back to what I left. And some of you have been on full journey. You started out in church. And you saw greener grass. And you left the church. And you got some things and thought that would make you happy, but thank God for His grace that brought you back to the Father's house. Some of you were eating the pig of the slop of the pigs and the and the and the swine life out there, but God in His grace brought you back and here you sit on a Sunday morning in Orange County, blessed and highly favored of God because you found out. All the time what I was looking for was waiting for me in the house of God. And that thing I was looking for that only Jesus can satisfy is a presence and relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the process of making a diamond, it takes time. When you go running off of the marriage that you have now, because another one looks more attractive out there, what you fail to realize is you're going to have the same problems because you take you with you everywhere you go. Just remember that. You've got acres of diamonds in the marriage that you have right now. It sure don't look like it. Have you, do, 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 you know, do you know what a diamond looks like? It looks like a piece of coal. It's not shiny and bright. As a matter of fact, in the process of making a diamond, it takes time. It takes time for a good marriage. It takes time. My, my wife and I have been married 30 years. And it takes time to learn one another. It takes time to go through the ups and the downs, the high times, the low times, the mad times, the happy times. But, but we have something now that nothing can make us ever, ever walk away from. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. It could have gone a different way if I hadn't understood that diamonds take time. And now in my years at 55 years of age, and she's eight years, she wants me to say this every time I preach. She's eight years younger than I am, seven and a half years younger than I am. But the truth is, we're in a diamond time in our marriage right now. But 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 it didn't always look that way. It takes some time. But if all you're doing is hopping from marriage to marriage looking for a diamond, you won't ever find it. It takes not only time, but a diamond is born because of intense heat and pressure. A coal, a piece of coal, a diamond is just a piece of coal that's stuck with it under pressure. Without heat and pressure, it's just coal. And if you're in a job, if you're in a marriage, if you're in a situation where you're going through the fire and you're under the pressure like you've never felt before, don't jump ship and look for grass that's greener in another pasture. Stay right where God has planted you and open up your mouth and open up your heart and open up your spirit and say now Lord it takes the fire it takes the heat it takes the fiery trials to produce a diamond and I know our marriage doesn't look like a diamond or I know this business doesn't look like a diamond I know this dream you gave me looks like a piece of coal but God I know that you gave it to me and I'm going to stand right here and I'm going to watch you turn it into a diamond and it's on your time and I'll go through the fire but I will not quit somebody give God a praise somebody wow that's good preaching Jensen amen hallelujah I like this little sermon if the pressure is right when the pressure gets just right when the heat gets just right the carbon and the vapor of coal becomes a diamond Don't run from your trials. For in them you will learn more. You will become more. You will do more. We want to put... God. We need to understand Jesus said, I won't put more on you than you're able to bear. But the implication is, I'm going to put a lot on you. No church is without trouble. When I first went to Free Chapel in Georgia... (laughs) A lot of people left because we went through different things and changes. But what you have to do is, there's, there's something always out there that's a little more exciting at a particular time. But what God's looking for is people who will say, I'm in acres of diamonds. God's hand is on this church. God's hand is upon these leaders, Ben and Javon and these amazing their wives and the teens that God is. God's hand is upon this place. And I don't have to go out here because they've got a little better this and that. You know what? We'll have it all. But it takes some people to stand and see the potential and say, God, open up my eyes that I may see wondrous things. Don't let me just see what other people see. Show me what you see. The problem is, you won't have any part in it. All you do is show up and ride on the wagon down the hill. But when you plant yourself, Joel's been sitting in that corner, how many years have you been here? Huh? Day one. He's been sitting there in that corner holding the building down. Right there. And he's watched the church. He's watched it grow. He's watched it go from a handful to what it is today. There's a joy in that. There's a joy in knowing. I didn't run for the easy, but I stayed where I was. I believe that where I am is full of acres of diamonds. I look around me and I see people. And somebody says, well, where do ministers come from? Where 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 did y'all get that great music? Where does it come? It comes from acres. They usually don't look like diamonds when you first get a hold of them. Turn to somebody and say, there is hope for you. they, They usually... I'm almost done. Are you with me? You getting something out of this? Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things. Holy Spirit, don't let me have eyes that see not and ears that hear not. In other words, I'm depending on the Holy Spirit to show me vision. Other people looked at the Other people looked at a jawbone and said, there's a jawbone. But Samson said, open my eyes. And he picked up the jawbone and it became an instrument of victory. That's what I'm preaching about. Israel said, the nation of Israel said, we want to be like other nations. We want a king. There's acres of diamonds out there. We don't want God, one God to be our Lord. They didn't know what they had. Brought him much sorrow. Abraham was so wise when Lot came to him, his nephew. And Lot said, I want the well-watered plains of Jordan. The grass is greener out there. And Abraham said, alright, I'll take, I'll take this valley and it's full of rocks and sand. And you get the green grass, the running rivers, you go, you go toward You go towards Sodom and Gomorrah. It looks so pretty. It looks so green. And I'm going to stay right here in rocks and sand because this is where God wants me to be. And he goes chasing after that. He didn't find any acres of diamonds in Sodom and Gomorrah. He lost his wife. He, He lost his integrity. He lost so much. But Abraham is laying there in the sand and the rocks. And God opens his eyes and he says, you see the sand? So shall your seed be. Everybody else saw sand, but he saw vision. Thousands, thousands, thousands. Look up in the stars, it's all you got. Looks like he's got all the good stuff. Look at the good time he's having in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he looks up and he sees stars. And God says, you see those stars? So shall your seed be. Open up my eyes. To see what other people don't see. I'm living in acres of diamonds. That wife you've got. That husband you've got. That life you've got. That health you've got. What good does it it do you to have ten million dollars and live in the biggest mansion in Laguna Beach and you don't have health? You can't see Come on, you're living in, we always, when I get here, I'll be happy. You're living in acres of diamonds. This is the day the Lord has made. I'm trying to calm down. I know it's 930, but this is the day the Lord has made. I can't wait till tomorrow when I get this, that, and the other. I will rejoice. Now I'm saved. Now I'm healed. Now I'm healthy. Now I'm blessed. Somebody give him a mighty shout. Take a praise break. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, That's the formula for happiness. That's the formula for happiness. Don't worry about anything. Quit worrying. Quit stressing out over everything. You're living in acres of diamonds. And one day you'll look back and say, My God, why wasn't I happy? Because every little thing isn't perfect. Take inventory. There's diamonds all around you. Look at those children. Look at those grandchildren. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I close with this, but I'll call for you in a minute, musicians. There's a phenomenon that takes place in South America in the Amazon River. I've been to the Amazon River several times, been down it on mission trips. It is a massive, to call it a river, in places you can't even see from one place to the other so wide. It's massive, massive. And there's a phenomenon that takes place in South America in the Amazon River as, it, as the Amazon River meets the ocean where, where the river pours into the ocean rushes out into the Atlantic Ocean back in the days before they had uh, radio capability to, to talk from ship to ship they would communicate with flags and there was a ship in distress that ran out of water and the people on board were thirsting to death they were so far out that they couldn't see land But where the Amazon River pours in, it is so powerful and so forceful that for 200 miles, it it pours in fresh water. I want you to listen to me. It presses down all the salt water because so much fresh water is coming in that for 200 miles, is fresh water. And so these people are thirsting to death and they see a ship and they send a flag message and they say to one another help we're thirsty please give water please give water with flags and the man on the ship in passing sends a signal back let down your bucket and the guys turned to each, and he said he must have misunderstood us let me spell it right this time we need water we need water. And again the response, let down your bucket. The only problem is the ship is going off the horizon now that has the they think the water. Finally, we're desperate. Please don't leave us. We have no water. People are thirsting. Last message as it goes over the horizon, let down your bucket. So they decided to take their bucket and say, I don't know what it means, but let's try it. They plunged the bucket down and they didn't know it Even though they were 200 miles from where the river enters, there was a surge of fresh water in the Amazon River. It's clear on top of all that salty water. They let down their bucket and they tasted the clear, cool water of the Amazon. If we could only get people to believe that if you're thirsty, if you're empty, if you're dry, all you've got to do is let down your bucket this morning Jesus is living water Jesus is healing Jesus is help Jesus is love Jesus is grace Jesus is forgiveness Jesus is restoration Let down your bucket You're living in Acres of diamonds, every need, every provision, body, soul, spirit, family, finances. It's all in Him. People have had the answer right under their nose and quit. I'm glad one day I was like the thief that was on the cross. Not one thief... One thief died and went into eternity. He didn't see it. He was hanging on the cross and right next to him was acres of diamonds. And he never saw it. He cursed Jesus with his last breath and died. But another guy who's right there in the same distance looks over and sees acres of diamonds and he says, Jesus, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, Just as easily turned that way. But one guy saw it. One guy didn't. This day you shall be with me in paradise. I tell you what we ought to praise God for. I have seen who Jesus is. There's people all around us that we work with. and, And Jesus is just as near to them. But they've never seen him. They're going through, they turn to alcohol, they turn to drugs, they turn to everything they can trying to find peace. And here you and I are, and we, we don't have to have that. Because we found Jesus. We found Jesus. And so, I feel sorry for Demas. He walked away from the Apostle Paul. He didn't realize that he was living with one of the greatest men who ever lived. And the Bible said, Paul said, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Can you imagine the traveling companion of the Apostle Paul? And he got to neglecting the acre of diamonds God had. He was supposed to be, it was supposed to be the book of Paul, all the books Paul wrote, Romans and all that. And then Timothy became his mentor but it was supposed to be Demas. But Demas never wrote a book in the Bible like Timothy because Demas said, it's out there. Having loved this present world, Demas, Paul said, has forsaken me. I'm saying to you today, as they come, that we have overlooked so much. Now here's the point. Everybody come in right here. and watch. I'm going to close with this point. The point the new guy who came to the farm took the same ox. Everybody say the same ox. Everybody say the same plow. Everybody say the same field. Everybody say the same piece of ground. Everybody say the same wife. Same husband. Same circumstances. Same background. Same handicaps. Same limitations. One Gets it and makes an excuse and says there's something better out there. But one man comes in and takes the same plow, the same ox, the same land, and he turned it into acres of diamonds. <laughs> and then somebody told his story back in the 1800s and made $7 million. He wrote the book called Acres of Diamonds that I'm preaching now and built Temple University. off of a field that one guy walked. I wonder what you're walking away from that's full of acres of diamonds. Turn to somebody and say, dig in your own backyard. I wish I had your talent. I wish I had, dig in your own backyard. God didn't leave any of us poor. You have acres, you know what your, your, your body is? It's dirt. It's made out of dirt. That's why Job said from dirt you came, dirt you shall return. Somebody's going to quote that over you when you die. He's going back to dirt. But there's acres of diamonds right here. The answer to your dreams may be found at your fingertips. If only you would believe it's possible listen, I felt led to say this in closing. Before making a big life change, look carefully around you. You're sitting in acres of diamonds. Lift your hands up. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.